It's official. The Big 12 is the most fun conference in college athletics. This is Locked on Baylor. You are Locked on Baylor, your daily podcast on the Baylor Bears, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Wednesday, everybody, and welcome to Locked On Baylor. I'm Drake Toll from Sports Illustrated. Thank you for making Locked On Baylor your first listen every single day. If you're new here, I am living in Alaska this summer, and that's why I'm in a room with four bunk beds. That is four beds, one dream. So your wild oats, kids. Uh, big day. Good day. Hope you all had a great 4th of July, by the way. There are people out there who did not know that Monday would be their final day, their last day, with all 10 fingers. And they're currently probably having a much worse day than you are. So thank your lucky stars that all of your fingers, mine included, are intact. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I'm excited. I am elated where the Big 12 is with Houston, UCF, BYU, and Cincinnati all coming to town. Here's, I want to give us, I want to take a second here. I watched, uh, I've been watching a lot of movies here recently that are classics that I haven't seen before, just to, so you know, like brush up on the whole classics deal. Like somebody would ask me, like, hey, Drake, what do you think about Goodfellas? Like, ah, pff, haven't seen it. Bet it's great. Haven't seen it. Well, I did. I watched Goodfellas. And I thought, you know, you got the, the guy who's grown up, the main character is grown up. And and Henry and when he's when, as he's growing up, you get to kind of watch him from the very beginning where he's not a mob boss. If you haven't seen it, it's fine where he's not a mob boss. And it's like, oh, wow, what a cool kid. And then by the end, it's like, ah, yeah, he's a big, big time mob boss. Ah, and then he, you know, the, the ending's not all too great for him, I guess. But I, it made me think, you know, remember where the Big 12 came from. There was a point 20 years ago where you're like, oh, yeah, the Big 12, Texas. Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Nebraska, Colorado, some of these big brands. And then they got to a point about 10 years after that. And, you know, oh, oh, this isn't good. The Big 12 might not exist anymore. The Big 12 is, is losing Colorado and Nebraska. Can Texas and Oklahoma hold them together? A&M's out the door. Missouri's out the door. This conference, what can it do? These teams have been good in football in the past. How will the Big 12 recover? And then they added a couple of teams. They added TCU. They added West Virginia. And you thought, hmm, okay. I wonder how those brands can help the Big 12 compete. I wonder what TCU, West Virginia can do for the Big 12 to make them a conference that's still in the forefront of college athletics. And alas, it was. The Big 12 was still good. They, they survived. And I think this, this you know, might make you mad if you're a West Virginia fan or a TCU fan. I think the direction the Big 12 has gone in with these four new teams is an even better direction than where they went with TCU and, and West Virginia. Think about where those teams were at the time. TCU, yeah, they were kind of the Boise State right after Boise State. They had won the, the Rose Bowl. Uh, they, had, they were good at football, but they were the Mountain West school. Uh, they're out there. West Virginia. And then uh, what the Orange Bowl against Clemson, right? Right before joining the Big 12, they were pretty good. But it's like, ah, oh, you know, this is a Big East. What? They're not really a great football conference. Then you get UCF now. Now we look at the new team, UCF, national championship in the last 10 years. We're going to claim that now. You get Cincinnati, college football playoff appearance. They play in the power. If it was a power six, they would be in the sixth conference, and they played pretty darn well in it. Houston, the same deal. They come from one of the biggest metroplexes in the entire country. And then there's BYU, who I think is the single most valuable team outside of the power five 
prior to this happening. That being July 1st, these teams officially entering the Big 12. So now you've got four teams that I think are better than what TCU and West Virginia were when the Big 12 added them 10 years ago. I am excited about these four teams, and I'm happy that even if you think back 10 years, we thought, oh, no, with you know your Missouris and your A&Ms leaving, will the Big 12 stay together? Then there was an even worse. I, I think the panic button was pressed even further when Texas and OU said we're leaving. Here's what I here's how I envision this. Texas and OU, I like I like a good cake, man. I do. I do. Texas and OU, they are a nothing bunt cake, a raspberry nothing bunt cake. To me, it's the best cake on the market. There's not a better cake that you can buy right now for your birthday than a raspberry bunt cake. They don't even sponsor us. I just love them. We have lost. The Big 12 has lost its raspberry bunt cake. That sucks. That bunt cake was doing wonders for you. But you know what we got? You know what we got? Two, two, H-E-B brand, Tres Leches cakes. And I love myself a good Tres Leches cake. It is not as expensive, no. It's probably not as quality as the Nothing Bunt Cake, and it's not going to cater to as many people as the Nothing Bunt Cake, the Tres Leches. And you're looking at it and you're going, that could work. There's more of it. There's more Tres Leches cake than there is Nothing Bunt Cake, raspberry Nothing Bunt Cake. But is it as quality? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. There's two of it. Maybe that helps make up for it. There's double the Tres Leches that there is raspberry bunt cake. In the same way, Oklahoma and Texas, your bunt cake, they have, they have, they've left. And in replacement, you now have these four teams. Double of what you have, less quality, but at the same time, something kind of homey to it. You know, you get that H-E-B cake, like nothing bunt cake, you get that jazz wherever, right? There's nothing, there's the bunt cake places all over the, all over the joint. And there's nothing bunt cakes is national brand. H-E-B's not. Food & Wine Magazine's number one grocery store in North America. And where is it based out of? That's right, Texas. The best state in the lower 48, Texas. So you've got these Tres Leches cakes. They are, to me, homemade, homegrown. H-E-B's right out the back door. Texas-owned, employee-owned, I think. And you've lost your nothing bun cake, the cool, fun brand. It's the best cake. Ah, sure. But, man, these, these new cakes, uh-huh, uh-huh. Keep the conference together. This is such a far cry from where we were two years ago. Oh, no. What is the future of the Big 12? Where's Baylor going to go? Remember remember the time that we all talked about? Baylor could have a spot in the Pac-12. The Pac-12 might take Baylor. Maybe the, maybe Baylor can sneak its way to the SEC. They, they, you know, have been pretty solid. They've been to a Sugar Bowl in 2019. They had RG3. Maybe Baylor can sneak its way in, be the second Vanderbilt. Pretty good academic university. Athletics might be a you know an eight win on a good year school. That's going to be fine. We had those conversations. Where is Baylor's next home? Because the Big 12 is imploding. And now it's flipped, friends. It's flipped. The Big 12 is strong. Strong. Stronger than the Pac-12. But still, it is July 5th. The Pac-12 can still not sign a TV deal with anyone anywhere. That conference is running out of money needed to exist. And on the other side, the rival, if there are rival conferences, the Big Ten versus the SEC, the Big 12 versus the Pac-12, the ACC versus Notre Dame. Those are your three different conference rivalries. And the Big 12 is kicking butt. A word, if you will. 
plug your kids' ears here on Locked on Baylor. So I, I, I'm enthralled with what is happening with the Big 12 in comparison to the Pac-12, but I'm also enthralled altogether. I get it. We did that whole show that was like, oh, UCF and Houston stink. To a degree, there you know, may have been some options that I don't know about better, but it's I, I accept Houston and UCF begrudgingly. Houston specifically, Harper Mayfield, the guest last week, was more anti-UCF than I probably am. Houston to me is like a, who, don't don't like that. And and now, even with those four teams, whether, whether I like it or not, with those four teams, the Big 12's in such a better spot, such a better spot than it was immediately after Texas and Oklahoma left and we thought the sky was falling. And... I think from a fun standpoint, this goes into where does the league go from here? From a fun standpoint, I believe the Big 12 is in a great spot as the number one most fun conference in college athletics. Do you know what else is the number one most fun thing ever? I love FanDuel. Dude, brother. FanDuel is where I go to get all of my sports betting needs. When I when I go and I, dude, I was thinking about it. I was thinking about it. I have spent a lot of money on FanDuel. I have made a lot of money on FanDuel because it's it is my job to do sports. I have to sit here and I have to study these games. I have to read these articles. I I have recently taken a job with you know Fan Nation Sports Illustrated to write for the NFL. So I know a lot about stuff about the NFL I didn't really care about until now. And now I have this insider baseball, this insider information. So I've been looking at a lot of jazz around the Houston Texans, and I can go bet on the Houston Texans over under win total, right? I can bet on the Texans to win more than five games or less than five games, all kinds of stuff. I can bet right now, right now on the MLB. And if you take a swing at betting on the MLB, you get 10 times your first bet amount in bonus bets up to $200. So just bet 20 bucks and you'll land $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. Again, 10 times your first bet amount. Uh, That's $200 you can spend on everything in bonus bets, and you get paid instantly if you win at FanDuel. Instantly. So there's no better place to place a bet on MLB than FanDuel, or the NFL, or anywhere else. Anything else in sports at FanDuel.com. It's America's number one sports book. Go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to get up to $200 in bonus bets. That's FanDuel.com forward slash locked on. FanDuel is an official sports partner of Major League Baseball. All right, where does the league go from here? I think the Big 12 is still in a position to expand. Within the next two years, and it's, it is something that I told you I watch. I told you I watch Goodfellas. And there is, there's Pauly. Pauly's the big mob boss. You know who reminds me of Pauly? Brett Yormark. He feels like the mob boss of college athletics. If you had to name a mob boss of college athletics, it has to be Brett Yormark. Has this businessman pedigree. Has this ability to come out and be so just, and, and almost enchanting with the way that he does stuff because of how genius he is at marketing. So you see this guy and you think, dude's got power. Dude has pull. Dude has that that little X factor to him, that little mob boss X factor to him where you don't mess around with them. And when he invites you into his club, when he invites you to get made, when he invites you in, you say yes. And there's no reason, no reason for schools like San Diego State 
when they want to look into a new place and expand, when schools like Boise State, when schools like Memphis or SMU, not even saying they're on my wish list, but when schools outside the Power Five want to go somewhere else, they should be begging, knocking at the door of the of the Big 12 and doing whatever they can to get in. On the better side to me, I mentioned it's the most fun conference in college athletics. You have the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever, and that is continue to add power five teams. I want to see Baylor play against NC State in a regular season football game. I want to see that. I want to see Baylor play against Colorado again in a regular season football game. I want to see that. There is an opportunity with the Big 12 to poach teams that aren't in the SEC or the Big 10. Those quads are staying, folks. There's no there's no pulling those guys away. They've got big money. Those are the big dogs. There is nothing the Big 12 can do. Listen to this. Listen to this. It's true. Can't be argued. There is nothing the Big 12 can do to overtake the SEC or the Big 10 in the next decade. Maybe, most likely, ever. Ever. Something wild would have to happen for the Big 12 to crack ahead of the Big Ten and the SEC in the rest of my lifetime, your lifetime, anybody's. But notice that the Big 12 is third in that conversation, ahead of the ACC and ahead of the Pac-12. The big reason why the Big 12 has now overtaken the ACC is because the biggest brands of that conference, conference, Florida State, Miami, North Carolina, Virginia, have all said, mm, Clemson, mm, we might kind of want out of this thing. And if those big teams leave, Clemson, Florida State, Miami, Virginia, they're going to go to the SEC, the SEC, the Big Ten. That's They're probably not going to take a look at the Big 12. And that's okay. And that's okay because I told you the Big 12 is third. It's, it's not as good as the, big, as the Big 10, as the SEC. That's fine because now you have room to take teams like NC State, maybe UNC. There's Wake Forest is actually, no, I probably wouldn't take Wake Forest. Louisville is really fun, though. Yeah, you like that one? And in the in the Pac-12, Colorado's getting pissed off. They're tired. Air, both the Arizona schools. Utah, Utah might have shot itself in the foot. Utah's a weird, weird case. Because they're dying on this hill of, ah, we are Utah. And? Aha, we are better than BYU. Ah, no, uh, not really. Brother, I, I there are a lot of Utah fans who've gotten super entitled in this whole expansion thing. Like, we'll never go to the Big 12, scream the Utah fans, as as their Pac-12 conference is slipping under. Like, it's, it is a submarine. Yeah, 3,000 meters below the water. Just... And and Utah's riding it all the way down, man. They're like, yep, we're dying on the submarine. We're dying on it. And I don't understand that. I don't understand why Utah fans became so entitled. They would be lucky oh, at this point to go to the Big 12. They're at a rate where very soon Utah games just won't be on TV because none of the Pac-12 will be televised. They don't have a, they don't have a TV contract. They don't have any, like, I, you know, when you go to Best Buy and you see the TVs and they all have the little preview screen running, these weird commercials of the ocean and the sun and stars and stuff. 
that is where that's the only place you'll be able to access Utah games, Utah football games in the next couple of years because of this trajectory. Where does the Big 12 go next? It targets teams like NC State. It targets teams like Colorado. Whether you like it or not, Utah, the Arizona schools. It might go up to Oregon and Washington if those two schools are interested, which why wouldn't you be at this point when the Big 10 has not had any? There's been no rumors there. That door seems pretty shut. Now Oregon and Washington can go over to the Big 12 and be just fine. How about Gonzaga in basketball? UConn and everything. Dude, dude, make them kind of your little Vanderbilt. Vandy, good at baseball. Outside of that, sorry. Sorry. UConn, great at basketball. Outside of that, oh. But man, basketball be fun to add in the Big 12. Already the best basketball conference in America. And losing Texas and Oklahoma honestly kind of helps. So all this, let's put all this into a little bag. Let's wrap this all up into a little bag and say, what does it do for Baylor? Baylor wins again. Remember the whole conversation about Ann Richards? RIP in peace. Governor of Texas, Baylor grad, fighting Baylor Bear, was a Texas donor. We don't want to, we don't need to talk about that. Well, Ann was one of the reasons that we all talked about Baylor got to stay in the Big 12. Baylor got to be in the Big 12. This is all Ann Richards doing. I don't care. I don't. But I think that goes to show, over the course of time, that there's always been a conversation that somebody, Ian McCall, somebody had to drag Baylor out of the doldrums of college athletics to beg for them to stay in the Power Five. That has been the narrative for pretty much Baylor's existence is Look at the little small school that thinks they want to be a part of the big dogs, that thinks they belong in major college athletics. And in the last decade, everything has flipped. Those schools still exist. It's not a case of, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody solidified their spot at the table now. No, 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 no. Oregon State, Washington State, Wake Forest to an extent. You think, hmm, you know, there are a couple of those ACC schools and plenty of the Pac-12 schools you go, shoot. They might be a good fit in the Mountain West Conference now. They might be a good fit in the AAC now because their conference could implode soon. And Baylor is in a better spot than all of those because this, this little Baylor deal, we're part of the, the, the airplanes going to space. There was the submarine that went underwater and exploded. I don't know if you saw this. What's like two weeks later, they announced that for four hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars, this company—I don't even—I don't even remember what the company was. This company will take you up into space for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and you can see space. A layperson, anybody who wants to go do it—that's the ship Baylor's on, and it's not imploding. It could explode. Huh. It's not imploding though. And you're watching these other teams. Baylor was on that submarine at one point, where you thought, "Oh no." What is this team going to do? They have pledged their allegiance to the Big 12. Will the Big 12 exist? We've had that conversation twice now in the last eh, roughly 10 years. And both times, the Big 12 has come shining out on the other end. And Baylor, thus, has come shining out on the other end. Now this team will get to play a schedule that features teams like BYU, hopefully every year during Thanksgiving, that weekend. Teams like UCF that have one of the biggest alumni bases, student groups, in America, teams like Cincinnati that have been recently to a college football playoff and were at least competitive with Alabama and bring in basketball pedigree recently and skyline Chile and good football most years. Then there's, of course, 
Houston, who is also joining the Big 12. You, you put that all together, Baylor gets to have that now in a really cool conference. I love, I love the idea of Baylor playing a regular season game in Houston. I love the idea of going, or in Cincinnati, not Houston. I love the idea of going to see Baylor play in Cincinnati. I think that's great. I think that's so good for college athletics that this team, I mean, conferences have always been decently spread out. Texas A&M to Gainesville, Florida, that's not close. I would venture to say that Waco is closer to Cincinnati than College Station, Bryan College Station, whichever it is that A&M is in. Nobody really knows. Closer than that is to Gainesville, Florida uh, or, or Columbia, South Carolina. I bet. I bet that it's at least comparable. And no one's ever batted an eye at that. They're like, oh, shoot. That's kind of funky. A&M playing Florida. No, no, no. It's always been cool and fun and made sense. I think it's cool and fun and makes sense that Baylor plays against Cincinnati. And I love it. I love that not always this conference stacked with pretty good brands in college football. Stacked with teams that want to play together and will be a top five force when you talk about conferences. A top three conference. A power three. The Big 12 is right there. I love that. But maybe most importantly, from a viewership and fan standpoint, I love the fact that Baylor's going to be playing against really good, interesting competition. There will be fun games, fun matchups, and that Baylor is still at the forefront of college athletics, and that's not going away because that has been a question mark in this school's history, and it's not going to be a question mark anymore. It will not become a question mark again. The conference is strong enough. The leadership is strong enough for the, the rest of what I believe. I believe the rest of my lifetime – Baylor will be a power five legitimate school in a big time legitimate conference because that's the trajectory of the big 12. Can you make that case about the PAC 12? Can you make that case about the ACC? No, there are only three conferences where you could reasonably say that and not sound like a complete idiot. If I sit right here and said the trajectory of the PAC 12, I am so happy that Oregon state is going to be a power team for the rest of my lifetime. No, that would be stupid. It wouldn't make any sense. It's not correct. The host of locked on Oregon state. I don't envy your job because those, those fans are currently worried about whether or not they will stay relevant in college athletics and stay in a power five conference. Baylor, on the other hand, is not only in a power five conference, they're in a conference that's going to stay power five, power three, getting stronger and looking to poach other schools that are big brands because they're so strong and so well put together by new leadership that they have the right to do that. And Baylor's in the fat middle of it. And I don't know if you've seen, but these recent power rankings of the best football teams, best programs, best athletic realms across college athletics in the big 12 specifically even Baylor's in the top five Baylor keeps being put in top five power rankings even after a sucky seven and six season last year because that's what the school has built in the last decade we are good at football no matter who the head coach is Baylor's good at football we are good at men's basketball with Scott Drew national championship Baylor's good at women's basketball Kim Mulkey to Nikki Collin Baylor has a baseball team Baylor softball is really good world series style competitors volleyball being in the top in the top 16 top 20 every year then you circle every other sport and it's all just really good man and in a really freaking good conference I like this you didn't have this forever I can't imagine being you know I'm 22 I can't imagine um Having been a Baylor fan, being like 45, which is young, and having been a Baylor fan my whole life, boy, I bet some of that sucked. And it doesn't have to suck anymore. Everything's secure. Rest assured, everything is secure. Baylor's in great hands. With the Big 12, with Brett, with Brett Yormark, Baylor's in, in good hands. Secure hands, safe hands. I'm Drake Toll.
I'm I'm not in anybody's hands. Nope. Mm-mm. Don't hold me. I'm in the hands of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, I work for Sports Illustrated. I work for the Anchorage Bucks baseball team. I explored Denali, Denali National Park this week, which was fun. And I hope you do that. I hope you do that too someday. Uh, this has been locked on Baylor, right? It always will be too. People keep telling me like, oh, it's not always going to be locked on Baylor. And I tell them it will. It literally will. Thank you for making your first listen every single day. I made myself tired. Uh, come back on Friday. We're going to talk about Houston. The host of Locked On Cougars was like, dude, we got to talk. Because you're being really mean about Houston. So we're going to talk about it. This has been It Always Will Be Locked On. Thanks for making your first listen every single day, Baylor.